Top two ideas. If they would green screen it. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 26 Hello. of the weekday. 26. This is we've That's done a full half a year. Half a year. We've done half a year of the weekday, Mike. How's it feel? Feels like twice as long. That's a, the, there's a Lord of the Rings reference in here that I could make. Like it's not half as many people as half as wish that I half as could, but twice as. Are you a Hobbit now? I'm, I'm short. I have hairy feet like a Hobbit. Do you? They're not. You got to remember, Hobbit feet are like slippers, hairy, <laughs> <laughs> like fuzzy like, pink, like moccasins, slippers, like yeah. Uggs, yeah, like Tom Brady's Uggs. Nice. Yeah. Uh, that's a sponsor reference right there. We, uh, we're we early. by Uggs. Yeah. We're early uh, in the morning right now. Uh, it's 10 o'clock on the Eastern time, which is not early. I mean, I've been up since 5. You've been up since probably 6, 6.30. Yeah. Kids, yeah. welcome. Uh, they're not watching because they're not old enough to operate. Well, Caleb could probably figure it out. Well, yeah, but, uh, with, I mean, <laughs> we're not giving them social media Ever. I'm never I'm never allowing them on social media. Uh, after watching The Social Dilemma? Just after... After, after being a part of it? For <laughs> after being a part of this podcast, knowing what we talk about, there's no way they should be on wow, social media. Wow, that was, that was rough. <laughs> um, two couple of quick things real quick. First of all, like I said, we are live on the internet. We are live in chat as well on YouTube and on Facebook. Uh, and that's live right now. If you are watching, jump into the chat and say, hey. Let us know you're watching. Let us Hello. know where you're watching from. All those things. That's number one. Number one. Uh, number two, we have, we're back with our three camera setup. We've got that camera there. We've got this big guy right here. And then we've got Mike's camera right there. And it's being operated by the lovely and talented Justin Deal. Uh, yeah, there he is right there. He just said it. Um, so, yeah, like I said, jump into the chat. And if you're watching this on demand, you missed all the live fun. But, hey, thanks for joining in as part of the weekday family Anyway, you'll also notice this sort of minty flavor going on behind us. Mm-hmm. I really dig it. Whoops, I just you hit do. my microphone. I, it's a, There's a weird, like, spearmint feel to it. Do you like mint chocolate? I like mint chocolate when it's frozen. So, like, a frozen thin mint I can really, really get with. But the, I don't, like, mint chocolate by itself, I can't. Yeah. I've just never been a fan. Well, it's the toothpaste thing. Yeah. It's, I associate mint with... Candy canes, and I don't like candy canes. Oh, I, see, I don't mind just straight up mint, and I don't mind chocolate. But Separately. Like, yes. But, like, th- put them together, and it feels like you brush your teeth right after eating an Oreo. Oh, gosh. You know? There's something weird. Like, when you go to one of those Italian restaurants that gives you the... Mm, like the sorbet palate cleanser. Type yeah, thing. and, yep. like, there's something weird about that flavor. And then at the very end, when they give you the aperitif, is that technically what it's called? I feel like that's French appetizer aperitif i don't know but when you go to the restaurants and sounds like you said teeth weird aperitif <laughs> aperitif yeah. uh no when they when you get the little andy's mint or whatever at the end like mm. i just every single time i'm duped into trying it because i want something sweet at the end right. of every like, meal oh, this will do no nope. no nope. and then it. i then i leave frustrated yeah give me you know what the other the, uh, the other real bad thing Tell is me, you know those um the pinwheel mints you know the ones we're talking about? The like they're usually soft, peppermints. Like dinner, dinner mints. No, 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 no. Like the peppermints, Pinwheel like the white, mints. the white and red uh, ones. Really, you don't like those? No, they're fine. Oh, um, but when they do the chocolate version of it, oh. and I dislike it. Have yeah. you ever had one of those? No, because I, I, I can't say this enough. I can't stress this enough. Chocolate and mint together do not deserve to do not deserve each other. It's a it's a bad marriage. Yeah, it's a it's an unhealthy relationship. Of two different things. It is you know? a 
it's a it's a regular Brad and Angelina. Yeah, like it just it's not good. It stay together and, for a while. Yeah, and, adopt a few kids and, and then like definitely create. Break up. Yeah, well, and like definitely create some sort of you know content, some news, you know, like yeah. some headline. News. I mean, they they saved a bunch of children. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I don't know how how far <laughs> do we go. <laughs> at the end of the day, yeah. it's a real Ross and Rachel thing. Yeah. Uh, it was an on again, no, because, off again. Well, it's I don't know. Never... Can you call Ross and Rachel unhealthy? Because like they eventually yes. ended up together. But they, but yes. they just they just stopped telling the story. So like you just you have to believe it just continues on. Yes, on again, it's a again. real Jerry Elaine thing. You want to keep going with ninety sitcoms? <laughs> <laughs> it's a real uh, Steve and uh, 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 DJ. What about Frasier? What, what's up with Frasier? I never watched that. I, I, the only thing I knew was the toss salad and scrambled eggs, <laughs> the, the theme song and the dog. That's about all I the knew. The dog. Yeah. Yeah. And I knew it was a spinoff from Cheers and I never watched Cheers. Cheers? Yeah. It was? Yeah. He was, uh, one of the guys that was always at the bar, Frazier. Okay. He moved from, this is really, this is this, really again, engaging this is, this content. This is how we started out every, every episode. By the way, none of this was planned. I wanted to talk about something completely different. And What did you want to talk about? Uh, I don't remember, oh, honestly, okay. right now. Green screen. Well, the back. So if we were, if you're watching this live or on video, let's do like top one or two things that someone could put in behind us. Because it's oh, green behind us. It's like our own Zoom chat. So yeah, uh-huh. I would love to be on the moon. Okay. That's good. So if anybody knows, out there knows how to put Andy on the moon. Uh, so that camera, this camera right here. Yeah. Uh, that one right there. Andy's can you put, shot. Can Andy's you, shot. You, that, yeah, good. No, not no, me. no yep, there we go. One. Yeah, that one. Can we put me on the moon? Yeah. And then Mike's shot. What do you, you want to do, do? I want to be swimming in a pile of Skittles. <laughs> so like whatever it takes. <laughs> it's been your dream forever. It's just whatever it takes. Like can, you, can someone just put me in a pool of Skittles? I mean, we can work that out. I'm, I, for I'm, real. Let's I'm, do it for real. <laughs> oh. Back's like a Scrooge McDuck uh-huh. uh, in his piles of money. Um, anyway, we actually had a topic we wanted to talk about yeah. today. Uh, and that was kind of the thing that has taken over our church. We kind of introed it last episode as well. It's the thing that's taken over our church for the next s- six weeks after this. And it's this right here. Holy Roar, or as Mike calls it. Holy roar, and it has such luminaries on the back as you can't yeah, see because the focus, yeah. but uh, Max Lucado, Matt Redmond, Matt Marr, it's Darlene Shek, yeah. Louis Giglio, Levi Lusco, Nathan and Christy Knuckles. It's, um, it's a book about worship, uh, but it's legitimately, it's seven different words about worship, the seven Hebrew words that are used in worship, and it's it's pretty cool. Um, I it's a real easy book to read. Uh, yeah. Like I got, I think I stole yours out of the green room because I left mine at home. Is oh, this your writing? That is my writing. Okay, yeah. congrats. Um, by the way, this is a complete aside. Are you a dust cover on or dust cover off guy? I normally take them off. I do too. What yeah. are they there for? I don't like them. I don't either. I don't. Why? Why are they there? Like, let's, let's be real. I don't. Let's I don't have get a it. referendum. Yeah. On if you're just there to put to make people pay more money for your books, like I see right through it. It's very transparent. Well. I, I, I understand that it's for, you know, especially like back in the old days. Yeah, when printing was a little bit more difficult. Yeah, and okay. you put the dust cover on to yeah. protect the thing. But like they but like, did, look at, look at this. They it's did the this. Same, they this. did this. Yeah. Look at that. 
Come on. It's the same thing. So just give me that. Yeah. So I don't have to take this off and let it sit on my desk. Because right. yeah. you can go in there. There's four different yeah, that, dust jackets. That future, that future church book, I took it right off. Oh, yeah. Like, second, I, I second, I, it just gets in the way. Yeah. It goes all well, over like the place. Well, like if you put it in your bag or something, you know, there's it other tears. books in there. Yeah, there's just other just it gets messy. I, I I use it some like if I have it on, I use it as a bookmark. But I'd rather use a bookmark as a bookmark. Right. Anyway, this anyway other things. But yeah. the uh, the first the first thing we want to talk about today is this weird Hebrew word called yada 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 y a d a h. Sounds like Dothraki. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, and we talked about it uh, this last week. Uh. From the platform, we, I say we, Pastor Matthew talked about it this last weekend from the platform. Um, and the first thing, I, I was reading it wrong. I was reading it as yada. Yeah, like a like an American. Yeah, yeah. and that's, you can even see in the description of this, I put yada, yada, yada. <laughs> or yada, yada, yada. And it literally means what, Mike? What does yada mean? Like outstretched hands. Outstretched hands. Or to like shoot an arrow or sling a stone. Yes. Yeah. Did you know that Matthew wanted to this weekend? wanted to have somebody fire an arrow and then oh. he was going to grab it out of the air. Really? Yeah. Well, we, we talked about it for oh, a second. That's cool. Yeah. I don't know that the dexterity, <laughs> yeah, the dexterity involved in that though. Think that's, about that. That's superhero stuff. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he could also, it's also somebody could die from that. Well, <laughs> that, <laughs> there, that is an unfortunate side effect. There of, is that. Anyway, uh, yeah, dog. Again, the people would watch the video though. If oh, we're we'd, about, get, we'd go viral. Yeah. If we're about content and reaching people. That would reach a lot of people. Yeah, we'd go viral. Yeah. Actually, this is short term. Small, but- yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he'd have a viral infection because he'd go to the hospital from the the thing. Um, this is a complete aside, but I do want to do an episode someday on the difference between content and connection. Okay. Uh, I was listening to a Carrie Newoff podcast last week yeah. uh, when he had Andy Stanley on. Craig no, Rochelle. Craig Rochelle. Mm-hmm. So you listened to it too. Yeah. That was fascinating. Yeah. Shout out, big up, C at C Newoff. Uh, I, also, I had a landmark one with him this morning, too, and him and Christy Knuckles. It was just mind-blowing. Anyway, worship. Yeah. Um, yada means to revere or worship with extended hands, to hold out the hands, to throw a stone or arrow. And then the kind of the, the flavor text from all of that is Psalm 67.3. And in that, David writes, May the peoples praise yada you, God. May all the peoples praise you. And I... The cool thing about this book is that there's like these discussion questions at the end, but yeah. like really, I don't think we need discussion questions on this one. I do want to ask you one question okay. um, and uh, one of these discussion questions, but really like when you heard Yada and t- found out that we were talking about raising hands in worship, what was the first thing that went through your mind for this past weekend? Um, I thought it was strange that this was the first one. Why? I don't know. Like... I think it's because how many times do they say that it gets used? It gets used a lot. A whole lot, yeah. Yeah. Because I think that there's something, um, it's interesting that it's the first one because there's something, a lot of these are really cool because it's all very primal. You know, like some of this stuff is very, um, huh. you know, like instinctual, I guess. Yeah. And like, I do think God honors stuff like that. Or not honors stuff like that, but responds. I don't know, when we respond not out of ritual, because I think ritual and discipline are two very different things. Ritual, like to me in, in my head, like responding out of ritual is there's no intention behind it. Hmm. If you're responding out of discipline, like there is intention behind it. Hmm. Or if you're responding out of instinct, like I also think that there's there's some sort of intention behind that as well. Um, to a certain degree. Hmm. Um, in the sense that like, 
my kids, when they outstretch their hands to me, like there's an intention, even though that like, like when Ella, my youngest, when she falls down or something. If you watch back, you went, my youngest. My youngest. <laughs> and yes. for those on an audio yeah. meeting, he he basically did like the Tiny Tim, yeah. like two inches tall <laughs> thing. Okay, keep going. Sorry. My youngest. <laughs> um, she, you know, she, the other day, yesterday, like literally, she had like a really weird fall. Um, and, you know, her first thing to do is to cry out um, and then like reach for Kristen or I. Hmm. And like, I think that there's, there's like, that is just something that's wired deep into us. And what's really cool is she is honoring who we are to her as like, we are the people that she knows deep in her gut, deep in her like what at bones that we are the people that take care of her. Mm. Um, and so it's just this instinctual thing with the intention of like, I need help. Like this is. You, the, the, whatever's happening, like you're bigger than what's happening right now. Yeah. Um. And so, like, I need you. And so, like, I think that that's there's something really honoring about that. Um. And not you know she's one and a half. Like that's yeah, uh, not but, even one and a half. But um. But you said primal. And, and, yeah. And primal it, it carries with that that connotation of this is inbred in yeah. us, mm-hmm. not inbred like the other yeah. word, but like it's bred into us, right. deep in our DNA. Yeah. There's something about like an outstretched hand that is. That is super cool. Hmm. Um, and it, you know, it comes from a place of humility. Like it comes from a, like truly, you know, if we were, if we're to stand in a moment of worship, whatever that might look like. Um, and, you know, and Pastor Matthew talked about it this weekend about how like the way we physically orient ourselves actually says it can do a lot for us physiologically. Yeah. So that connects the heart and the head um, you know, like the way that we are physically acting can sort of reorient a lot of things in us. Uh, and I think that that's true in this sense as well. So like whether it is like an actual like, you know, someone reaching out um, or it's us trying to like orient our head and raise our hands in a moment of worship, whatever that might look like um, to sort of communicate to God that like you are bigger than this, like you deserve whatever it is that I can give you, you know, um, I think that that can shift a lot of things in us. There was also the second portion. I, I, he said there was three different portions, but really in my head, there was surrender. So like the, the surrender, I need help type thing. Like, yeah. okay, you're bigger than me. You can help me. Yeah. But there's also the victory pose. Yeah. And that's the one that struck me the most because, you know, I'm uh, we're, we're big sports guys, you and yeah. I big sports guys. Uh, and the first thing that happens when you're at the lightning game yeah. and the lightning score, especially when it's one of those tense moments or even at home, like yeah. when Chelsea scores or something yeah. and I'm watching with my kids, the first thing is yeah. like, yeah, yes. we, yeah. and mm-hmm. it's like this, you don't even know where it comes from. <laughs> like, honestly. Yeah. And so the fact that, you know, most people don't, don't sit in a worship service like this. Yeah. Some do. And it's amazing. Yeah. But the idea that, that that's the first thing that we pick out, I think, is, you're right, very yeah. primal mm-hmm. and a very, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Instinctual is not the right word, but almost like yeah. uh, human. Like, yeah. it's just mm-hmm. such a human response. Yeah. Yeah. And so when you're sitting there singing a song, uh, I don't know, it, it, it just does this like, oh, cool, let's right. do it. Now, the, the question I wanted to ask you was, as a, as a worship leader, uh, 
when you design a worship set, so in, in your head, you're looking at, and when I say set, I mean um, block, of, block yeah. of songs together that thematically make sense because whether you know it or not, there's a lot of intentionality that Mike and his team put behind what they do for a Sunday or for anything that they're leading. Uh, for any set, we try to. Well, no, there. <laughs> I mean, there is. There's a lot of prayer. There's a lot of thought. And even if it's even if it's not at that moment, it's been years and years of prayer and thought leading up to that point. Right. So Mike and his team can sit down and say, "Okay, we have this topic. I want to put this and this and this together, and we think it'll come to this outcome. And the outcome is always worship. Mm-hmm. The outcome is always praise and honor and glory. How much in your head are you thinking? I want to physically elicit a response from our congregation, meaning like I want them to see that it's okay to put hands up. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's a weird thing because like you, you ride this balance of like, at least for me, especially, well, so my Enneagram, for those of you that follow Enneagram, I'm a nine. That's like my primary one, which is a peacemaker. So like, I want everyone to be cool. And like, let's just be cool together. <laughs> not like, us. not like look cool, right. but like, I want us to be cool. Um, and so, you know, like I'll bend over backwards to make sure that we, that, cause it's a peacemaker. Like that's what nine means is a peacemaker, um, which has done me well in ministry for, to a certain extent. But like my secondary trait, my wing, if you will, uh, is a, an eight. So I'm a nine, eight wing, which in the eight is a challenger. And so I'm basically like a walking paradox. Like I don't make sense. Uh, So like I want everyone to get along until I really want to stir things up. Hmm. Um, And so whether that's just me, uh, whether that's like my own thing that I struggle with, but like I think from, you know, for us in leadership positions, like we're always trying to challenge something. Yeah. Um, Because we want something to move forward. And like, I think it's, there's nothing wrong with asking like, why? Like, why are we doing this? Why are we here? Um, how can we make this better? How can we move forward? All that kind of stuff. And so I I tend to ride the line of like, how do I get people on the same page, break down walls? Um, like, let's let's go all there together. Let's be cool together. Um, like, and that's how I want to live my life. I want to do this. I don't want to be alone. I want us all to be together, which I think is very biblical. Yes. Um, but then I also, I also, so I want to get everyone together, but I also want to move them in a direction. Hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I think that we try to, to, to pick moments where like we are, we're pushing it just a tiny bit. Um, and sometimes, you know, I feel like because I've been here for a while now, it's, I've have, I have like a pretty good sample size of what works and what doesn't work. Um, and like, I think that we can intentionally put in something that's like, okay, like this is, this is a moment that we know people, the majority of people will be on board with like, and that's good. So you try you try to contrast those two things of like how do we move forward? So like this weekend we did ways, and instead of us just sort of the song ways, yeah, sorry, um, this a new song called Ways, and so you know I talked in the beginning, I set it up, um, then we had the song, and then there was like this little outro thing that Sean Curran who wrote the song who does the song originally like he does, and it's kind of it's a little bit different than what we would normally do, but in my head I was like you know what we did. Uh, King Glory in the beginning, which most people know. We did Raise a Hallelujah, which Everybody a knows. lot of people know. Yeah. I just looked on Spotify and it has over 50 million plays on Spotify. It's insane. Well, of just one version of it has over, and then I think like it's the number one and the number four song of the top five yep. for Bethel. You know, so like a lot of people have heard this song before. 
So it's like, so we got two up front that like people know people want to sing or whatever. If they're going to sing, they want to sing. Um, and so like, let's do something a little different with ways. Like that's, let's push the boundaries a little bit about yeah. what these moments could look like. Cause really that moment from me starting to talk about into the end of the song was about 10 minutes long. Um, so, you know, you don't want to fill your whole worship set with that. Um, but you know, like trying to engage, you know, maybe like push you out of your comfort zone just a little bit. Um, because honestly, like that's a lot of the time where we feel God, where we can see God is in those moments where we're outside of our comfort zone. Mm -hmm. Um, because it sort of shakes up our reality a little bit. I mean, like, why do people go on mission trips and come back feeling like completely changed? It's because they're shaking up their reality and understanding that God, this world is so much bigger for me, um, for us than I even realized and uh, you know, you are everywhere. Mm. You are truly everywhere. And I would not have known that if I was kept in my little bubble of comfort and um, preconceived notions. Mm. So, cool. Um, the practical aspect of raising hands yeah. doesn't always come through. And to the, I'm going to couch this by saying that this book is very good about talking specifically in terms of the gathered community in a physical setting, singing particularly songs together, doing an action together, which is singing or praying or something. How do you do that by yourself? How do you do it in your car? Yeah. How do you do it like in your quiet time and in, in or with your kids? Like what is what's the practical takeaway for Yada as a worshiper? I mean, like I honestly, a lot of times if I'm praying, like I will be on my knees. Because I feel like it actually does help me focus. Yes. Um, and like a lot of times, like I will pray with my hands out. Mm. Um, because like I just, it's a posture thing. Yep. Like there is a, not that I'm, it doesn't have always happen. Because a lot of times, honestly, like a moment that I feel like I'm actually very focused and stuff is actually in the shower. Um, and so, you know, that's a time when we let our minds wander and we think about a lot of different things because what else are you going to do except shower? Like in yep. this moment in, in our day and age, like you can't take your phone into the showers. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> uh, and I'm glad for that. You know, like I honestly, like I really like that time that like I don't have to have my watch on me. I don't have my phone with me. Like I have about five to 10 minutes worth of prayer time. Um, so like I'm not in the shower with my hands out on my knees or whatever. That's weird. Um, well, you know, <laughs> for me, that's weird. Um, cool. I don't want to go into that. No, no, no. We're yeah, good. Yeah. We're good. We're good. <laughs> we don't need a CSI thing happening right now. Um, but like, so, but you know, so like, honestly, like I, I feel like when I pray, like I'm trying to get into that posture. Um, and for me, you know, like, yes, there are moments when, because I'm a worship leader, because I can play music, like I do, there is something special about me just sitting by myself with my guitar Mm -hmm. and singing songs. Um, and like, which I think is like, it's a gift I don't know. It's a gift for me that God has given. And I know that not everyone's like that. I don't know how to say that without feeling like pretentious or whatever. Um, Cause I know that there's a ton of people who could, who are good coders and they like, they just sit and they get in the flow of coding or whatever. And like, there's just something transcendent about that moment yeah. for them. Not again, not to be like super pretentious nope, or over spiritualizing or whatever. Yep. Um, so like, I, you know, th- to me, that would be, that's the sort of the similar thing. Um, and it just sort of happens to look like what we do in our worship time together. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's, I don't, I mean, posture yourself, however you need to posture yourself. Like I legit think if you can pray or worship in a moment with your hands out at some point in time, like it does something to you physiologically that helps your, your mind and your heart get on the same page. 
Um, and like we are holistic beings mm-hmm. and like everything that we do is all connected. Everything is spiritual uh, to bring back the old Rob Bell thing. Like all, like there's nothing that we do that is separated from God. Yeah. If God is always with us, everything that we do is with God. Um, and you know, that's, that comes down to like a very physical movement. Hmm. Absolutely. I, I, for, for me as former worship pastor, and not leading worship anymore, I very rarely get the chance to be in a group of people singing because I'm always in here or on a computer, like trying to make sure things don't blow up. And uh, so I've had to adapt. And Jenna, my wife, can tell you this. She has come downstairs numerous times in the almost seven years we've been married uh, in the morning because I'll do my quiet time every morning at five and she'll come downstairs to get her coffee between 5.45 and six o'clock and I'll be on my knees on the couch, uh, and I've actually started moving into my office, which is now the guest bedroom, and I I sit there with my back like stock straight, and my hands are open, uh, sitting, resting on my lap, and that's because of the, um, I don't know if you remember the, uh, what book is it? How to Pray by um, Pete Gregg. Okay. I read that like last year, and that's the P-R-A-Y, pause, repent, ask, and yield and part of so that's the steps of prayer mm. and part of the yield is to open your hands yeah. and just say like okay everything that i'm asking right. is yours and yeah. that's that's my posture that's hands extended hands right. open hands raised and so that's been very sort of freeing for me when i don't get the chance to be there but like even and we don't need to kind of get into this now but like you and i grew up in a sort of conservative church mentality where when you were singing together you didn't put your hands out right you didn't put your hands up because you were either holding a hymnal or you just were looked at like the weirdo. Well, and it wasn't like a it wasn't a movement. It wasn't encouraged. Yeah. It wasn't there wasn't really space for that. No. You I, know? There wasn't a whole lot I, again. Nothing wrong with singing out of a hymnal. Like there are some amazing songs in that hymnal some and people for hundreds if not a thousand or so year years have been connected and worshiping the Lord through reading things out of a hymnal. Yeah. But it's tough to put your hands up when you're holding a hymnal and mm-hmm. looking down and yeah. not looking up and connecting with people and doing all this other stuff. And so there is again, it's a physiological thing. Yeah. If you're looking down and you're just you're in your own thing, then you're in your own thing. That's right. that's great. Uh but you're right. It was never it was never really encouraged. I don't I don't necessarily know that we would have been thrown out. No. But like some churches we've heard, but at the same by the same token, like we didn't experience that until when? Like the 2000s? Yeah, or I would say early 2000s. Yeah, like maybe when you guys got into youth group? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like around 99, 2000. <laughs> That's interesting. Mm-hmm. So, uh, any last thoughts on Yaw Daw? Yaw Daw. Yaw Daw. Uh, no, I mean, like, I think that it's... It's it, a pretty self-explanatory one, yeah. thankfully. And well, I, a lot I of think these that's, are... I think that's why they started with it. I think that it is... It's amazing to me how bad English is... <laughs> At transliterating things from Hebrew. We have over 100,000 words in the English yeah. language, and, and yet, and Hebrew had less than 8,000. Yeah. And Hebrew has seven words for praise, yeah, which, which is, is a pretty big percentage. A huge percentage yeah. in the big scheme of 0.01% yeah. or whatever right. of their words was about praise, were yeah. about praise. Whereas English, we have one yeah. <laughs> out <laughs> At of least over 100,000. Trans- that transliterates from that into Sure, this. sure, yeah. sure, sure. I mean, there's there ways we can use words to describe what this is talking about. Right, but we, we instead of using one term, yeah. we're using 15 right, terms right, to get right. to the heart of the mm-hmm. one, which we can do yeah. hours on the You whole. know what? I think that that's interesting, though, Like, because as we're, as we're talking here, like, I just keep coming back, like, God, 
I don't know, like, is a storytelling God? Yes. Um, is a poetry God, like, yes. is a God of poetry as well? Yes. And songs and artistic and create creativity and all that kind of stuff. Also very practical. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, there's something about the metaphorical representations hmm. of who we are, what we believe, that, like, really help communicate things, not just to God, but, like, to other people. Hmm. Um, and, like, I think God's just a big fan of that. So hmm. not to, I don't want to, like, paint with, like, a super broad brush here, but, like, I do. I don't, I don't think you are. I do, like, the Bible is full of, just, like, we're supposed to be holistic people. Mm-hmm. Like, the Bible is full of, like, a holistic depiction of who God is and who we are supposed to be as, like, fully formed humans. Hmm. And this is part of that. I like that, Mike. That's a that's a great way to end this one. Thanks cool. for thanks for You're summing welcome. it up. You're welcome. Hey, thanks for joining us today on the weekday. Uh, it's been episode twenty six, half a year. Happy happy half a year. Happy six months, Mike. Crazy. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. I didn't get you anything. Sorry. <laughs> I got you. This book you got. Hey, thank you. You got me the my favorite thing in the world. A <laughs> dust cover. Yep. Uh, join us next week for another kind of Hebrew lesson. Uh, we're gonna have. Do you think Hebrew was the first language? Oh, I don't know. Okay, you don't want to go down. We had this discussion last Thursday night at the dinner table because one of my children, who shall remain nameless, but she (laughs) uh, is very interested in uh, words. And so she said, like, where does this word come from? Hmm. And I said... I don't know. And so we started talking about romance languages and started talking about Italian. And, yeah. and she said, I didn't know this. And I, I don't know if it's true or not. I always thought there was only three romance languages, Italian, French, French. and uh, Spanish. Spanish. Yeah. She said there's five. I thought there was four. And Romanian. I okay. Which I don't, I thought it was Slavic. Okay. And Portuguese, which I thought was oh, just Portuguese a, makes sense. So Portuguese, those, I can go that, with those four. That but, was the four that I had thought. But Romanian. Yeah. I don't know. I I think she's she's smoking, but the uh, I hope not. Yeah, she's only she's not even fifteen yet. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so then we got to the eventually we got to the Tower of Babel because everything always comes back to the Bible, which is amazing. And then we start talking about the Tower of Babel, and she said, "So was Hebrew the first language then?" It just it depends on how you interpret all of this stuff. Because I don't think it was. Well, I don't. I'm. I don't think it matters. Full stop. Um, Do you think we're all going to speak the same language in heaven, Mike? I don't think it matters. <laughs> like, I, I legit don't think that it matters. I think God gave us languages as like a gift. Cool. And to be able to communicate is a gift. And I just like, you know, I, I think he hears our thoughts. How does that work? On that note. That's crazy. On that <laughs> note, we're going we're gonna to leave it the there. Hey, Brad, I just saw you jump in. Good morning, Brad. Good to see you, man. Hey, thanks, everybody, for jumping in and watching along live with us. We love you guys. We will be back next episode next week. Hey, uh, stay tuned as well today or tomorrow-ish. We've got a couple of brand <laughs> spanking new things coming out. We've got another episode. Today of, or tomorrow. Uh, sometime. Uh, you, within you the next, stay tuned. Within the next yeah. three days. Don't ever <laughs> close down YouTube or Facebook or your Twitter. <laughs> Uh, or your email. We've got a new episode of Figuring It Out with Austin and Spencer. They actually talk, I just got done editing it. It's really cool. Uh, They're talking about dating and whether being single is a sign of failure or not, which I think is a very interesting concept for young adults, but also for older 
older adults. Yeah, it's pretty heavy. They go pretty deep. Uh, we've got a brand new podcast called In Plain Speech starting. Uh, it's also going to have a live video component. We're going to be doing that today and tomorrow. And then we have a very special episode uh, with my conversation with Tim Marks. Tim Marks, right, Justin? Tim Marks. Um, I screwed the name up earlier. Tim Marks of Mark Metropolitan. Tim. I Mark called Tims. him Tim Ryan. Because ah. Tim Ryan was up. I, I don't know. Both Justin and I went, yeah, that's right, right? No, it's not. So it's my fault. Uh, so sorry, Tim. Sorry for that. Uh, anyway, Tim Marks with Metropolitan Ministries. But love you guys. We will talk to you later. Hey, thanks for tuning in to Bay Hope TV. Be sure to like and share these videos with your friends as it really does help this channel out. And be sure to subscribe for more Bay Hope TV content. As always, thanks for watching.